us an update. Did all the independent candidates that you were supporting put in their names and pay before the uh, deadline last night? Yeah, we we have been working with a number of uh, associations across the country. We also, let alone uh, endorsing the principle of, of independence, but we set up Section 15A organizations, which are local organizations in communities that are able to contest for elections. We've always been driven by the principle of power to the people. Let the people govern at a local level. Mm-hmm. And so, 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 so it's gone uh, successfully well. Uh, there are a number of associations that have registered and we'll have more candidates coming through. What are the challenges faced by most independent candidates as the elections approach? Well, I think obviously, like, um, the difficulty with any election is that you have to face up to the cost of it. And most independents, you find that sometimes they don't have the financial masses to be able to participate in an election. And then the second part is about campaigning in that election. It gets harder and harder to be able to campaign in that election and, and put out their resources. Uh, but uh, we're confident that with the support of their local communities and ultimately in if a, if a person has shown leadership in their community, the community must be able to get behind them. Uh, these political parties have extracted uh, people. They dump candidates on citizens and tell them, well, this is the person you should vote for. I think it's about time now that we restore uh, local independence, citizens knowing directly who they're voting for and working with them. Now, independent candidates, they, couldn't they stand before, uh, before the electoral reform? And, and was it, was it, was it for only for local or was it for national? Well, for local government uh, elections, you've always been able to stand as an independent if you so choose. Now we're working on the electoral reform to ensure that you can do so nationally because we, 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 we really believe in direct elections. Uh, so that even even on a constituency-based level, people must know who their member of parliament is responsible for house, for electricity, for things like schooling and healthcare. So those are becoming important national issues that require direct elections. And whereas ward councillors at a at a local government level have been allowed to stand as independents before. Mm-hmm. Does that suggest then that independent candidates can provide or give back power to the people? And can they provide South Africans with a real alternative to the current uh, political parties that we have? Well, certainly. Uh, I think that uh, more than anything, when you've got an independent candidate in a community, that person is accountable to that community. They live in the community. And if the community is unhappy with that person, We've created regulation that allows them to remove that person. Whereas in a political party system, the person may not even necessarily have been known to the community. They just have to be affiliates of the party. And if there are problems with that candidate, the party can protect them depending on which faction they come from. So the alternative here is actually restoring power to the people and making it grassroots making it organic and making sure that people who lead in South African society actually have the interests of the community at heart. And I think, to me, this indicates a move where even political parties themselves are starting to realize that they're out of touch with the people. I mean, if you speak to most residents, you speak to residents in Sakane, in Soweto, in Mfulin, they'll tell you straight up that actually in most instances, they don't even know who their councillor is, and let alone have seen them. So there isn't an incentive built in for the councillor to engage their citizens permanently if the political party protects them.
Elections are very expensive business. Uh, how will these candidates fund and coordinate their election campaigns, or will you assist them as one South African movement? We've been working hard in uh, local municipalities to make sure that with Section 15A organizations, we're able to raise up the funding. It's not easy uh, because ultimately the, the bigger political parties um, are able to attract all the international funding, etc. We wanted to speak it closer to the people local. Let's make ordinary citizens make a contribution to their candidate if they believe in democracy. So, so of course, it's hard. But we've assisted as best as we can, and we're trying to call upon more citizens to help the candidates in their community. I'm not interested in building a national fund for a party so that the party looks good. We're interested in making sure that a candidate who's closer to the people gets elected. So, so that's, that's been the hard work of trying to assist to funding in that regard. Mr. Maimani, will you be a candidate yourself? No. Um, <laughs> I will not be standing uh, in any uh, local municipality. Obviously, we're working at reforming the Electoral Act for 2024 mm-hmm. so that we can allow for for independent candidates or at least in that way direct elections to occur um, in the elections. As it so happens, I'm on my way to Zambia to attend the election of the president there who was directly elected by the people. This is the power of direct elections. You can actually vote directly. And so... I think we've got to fight hard as South Africans. We are being left behind. Other African countries have direct elections of presidents, Malawi, Zimbabwe, Zambia. So South Africa must follow suit so that we can entrench our democracy and anyone who leads in government is actually accountable to the people.